Did you know in Arizona, taxpayers have choices about where to direct their state taxes? If you have a desire to help families afford the education they choose for their children, sit back, listen, and be inspired. You are listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. Welcome to our podcast, Creating Future Leaders. I'm Nancy Padberg, President and CEO of Catholic Education Arizona. I've been in my role for two years and I'm fortunate I get to jump out of bed every day and know that we're helping children and just creating future leaders. Really, that's what we're doing here. And I'm pretty excited. Uh, we have a very special guest today. His name is Brad Anderson. He's from Cigna. Brad is the vice president of sales in Arizona, responsible for growing Cigna's health services business. He has spent 15 years with Cigna in sales and underwriting building personal and professional relationships with brokers, clients, and customers. We are thrilled that he's able to spend some time with us. We know he has a busy schedule. So thank you. And Brad, tell us a little bit about you. Thank you, Nancy. This is a a really special thing for me to be a part of because obviously not something I get to be involved with all the time and and kind of outside the the lens of what I get to do every day. So this this is very exciting. So I appreciate the the opportunity to have this conversation today. So as you said, yes, I've been with Cigna for 15 years. It's been it's been a great journey over those 15 years. And just like yourself, I've been in this role for two years. So uh, so as I took this role a couple of years ago, the the whole student tuition organization kind of came across my desk and I had to do a lot of self-education. And I know we're going to talk some more about that kind of stuff today. So very excited to to talk through that and how we got involved and how this, the synergies between our businesses are and, and how we can help help you impact the, the community. I grew up in Tucson, went to school in Flagstaff up at NAU, and then now I'm here in Phoenix with, with my wife and, and two kids. So touched all all the major cities in the valley and and now this is this is my, my home and and will be my home for as long as hopefully we can so looking forward to the conversation today excellent thank you well part of the podcast is one getting to know you and Cigna but also to share that Catholic Education Arizona has been the number one STO in the state there's about 60 STOs and um, recently we were granted Best places to work, um, uh, number 22 uh, by the Phoenix Business Journal. So we're pretty excited around here about that as well. So as you know, great collaboration, great culture makes for a great place to work. That enables us to do more outreach and create better programs. Enough about us. We really are here to talk about Cigna. And if you could tell us a little bit about Cigna's history and expertise. Yeah, so Cigna's Cigna's been around a, a very long time, but to to keep it keep it simple, we're we're kind of a we're a global health services organization, and 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 what does that mean? I mean, what is health service? We don't like to call ourselves a health insurance company. Obviously, that's a big part of what we do, um, but we we touch everything from medical to pharmacy to behavioral to supplemental health, dental, vision. Um, we have Medicare plans across definitely Arizona and, and across other parts of the country, um, as well as individual and family p- plans of being a part of the being a part of the exchange here in, in the valley. So, as we talk through today, a, a big part of of what we stand behind and, and how we differentiate ourselves is that we Cigna tries to look at the entire whole body, whole person, the, the body and mind. It's not just about mental physical health; it's about mental health and, and how you create the synergies to and how they impact each other. 
there's so much correlation to children now too. So that I, I definitely know what we'll, we'll kind of kick that around as we have our conversations today. So Cigna is very committed to to finding the right programs with, with, with the right doctors, with the right physicians, um, with the right employers to, to create a, a healthier path for our for not only our kids, but uh, employers and, and their employees. Excellent. Well, we are in alignment indeed. So what our Catholic schools do is educate the whole child as well. So we look at the physical, mental, and emotional part of when they attend our schools. And uh, we do have 37 schools in the uh, uh, Arizona that we support. So we, that's, we're in alignment with our philosophies, right? Looking at that holistic individual. With that, well, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on. What's the elephant in the room? It's been an <laughs> unusual year. How has Cigna been impacted? And what, if anything, has been differently to respond to the needs of the customers and community? It's been a wild ride for everybody, for sure. I mean, I don't think anybody, nobody had the playbook to how to how to deal with this come March. I wish we did, but I think Cigna, and and, and I'll give credit to the industry. I think the industry, obviously, I, I worked for Cigna and very proud and been and worked with them for a very long time. But I also think the industry, meaning that that our our other competition, did a very good job of of helping employers and employees through this complicated journey. I mean, so some of the stuff that Cigna did instantly, which I really appreciated, they put their employees front and center. Um, so the first first was let's figure out how do we get our employees home. A big part of what Cigna does is is our customer service teams, which that's a very big part of since a lot of a lot of employees call in for help and um, how to navigate the complicated. So we have a 24/7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 call center. So it's we had to quickly figure out how to get them home and still be able to meet the needs of our um, of our employers and, and their customers. So I was very proud that Cigna put. Obviously, we we have we have need to meet the needs of our employers, but they really it was important to figure out how do we keep our employees healthy from the very beginning. So that was the the, the first thing, and it was we sent all seventy thousand globally home in the course of a week. So I wasn't I, whoever was a part of that. I mean, get a lot of kudos to how they made that happen from an IT and and all the stuff that. Yeah, for some of us, for my, me and my sales team, it was really simple. We had laptops we could pick up and yeah. we could go home and, and, and make that very seamless. But for, for some that are in the office and they, they need all the equipment that goes along with the multiple monitors and all the, the, very, the, the systems that we have to, to meet the needs of our employers and their employees, we had to figure out how to get, get those home and get them home quickly. And I feel like we did that relatively seamlessly. But then once we got through that, we I think the biggest thing that we stood up very quickly was it's Cigna.com backslash coronavirus. And it's it's a continual place that we even we send our employees and our employer. Um, anyone can go to it. It's obviously just on on the just the Cigna site, but it's it's everything from what is COVID at the very beginning, because we were getting tons of questions, just what's real, what's not real. And then it has as it has evolved, it's gone from what are the things to think about to go back to work? What are the what are all the nuances of the vaccine that's out there? Our chief clinical officer, Dr. Miller, is consistently putting a video out of. We, there's all different things that you'll hear through the media, through the papers, through social media. So we tried to create a consistent platform to where people could feel like they're getting reliable information from I mean, a, a very large corporation that's at the table trying to help 
not only our population, but the overall to get people back to work and get everything going. So that, that was the biggest thing. And it, it just continues to evolve. That, that's, that's why we even direct our employees there because it's so hard to stay up to date with everything that's going on. So it's kind of a kind of a, almost a one-stop shop to help us serve the needs, but it's also a platform to where they can go find that information on their own. It sounds like a really good resource. Would you share that website with us and our listeners again? Yeah, it's uh, it's www.cigna, so C-I-G-N-A.com and then backslash coronavirus. From there, there's a lot of other, like you could click on it for employers, to brokers, to healthcare. So there's different kind of ways that you can navigate, but that's just kind of the main spot to get to and figure out where where your needs are. And of course, they can always come to us if there's questions, but at least it gives them a a place to start to to educate because it's, that's the hardest thing with all this. It's, we were all learning from a fire hose. So even as our employees were calling, they were panicking, what do we do? We didn't even really know. So we had to be very, we we had to do a lot of learning on how to be empathetic with with people and to be patient and, and understand that we're working through this together. That's how we signal continue to try and differentiate that we're there to partner with our with our employers and, and, and our employees to help because there's a lot of fear out there. And when there's fear and there's no information, it just amplifies, doesn't it? Yeah. So the fact that you have this kind of information available to really your customers, but non-customers can certainly right. go there too. So how wonderful to have that resource. Well, it tells me a lot about your organization. If you're able to move 70,000 people quickly (laughs) to their homes, that's good communication. That's a good culture. So I'm I'm curious, are there any programs Cigna developed this year to respond to the needs of the people that was kind of created by COVID-19, online learning, quarantine? They've been very nimble as far as that goes. Virtual health was was something that was already a part of the business. The industry had to accelerate that from what where it was probably going to be five to 10 years from now. It's here now. And it's going to only get better. I mean, so if, if there was a positive thing to come out of the pandemic, which if you think about, because we do have to learn how we grow from the pandemic, it is that virtual care has become more of a, a thing that people are comfortable doing. And on top of that, the, when we talked about the beginning, the, the physical and the mental health, Cygnus created partnerships with, so one local, it's not even local, it's a national, but talk space. So that's it, a, um, it's a virtual kind of behavioral health platform to where you can talk with a therapist through text, through like what we're doing, through, through video or just through the phone. Instead of having to be there in person, you can kind of have an on-demand it's one of the more known because Michael Phelps, who's here in the Valley, he's a, he's a big supporter of that. We've had that, we've, we developed other partnerships with a, with a company called Muir Health, which helps with anxiety, um, burnout. Um, it's a 12 week program that kind of helps from that standpoint. So we just, we, along with, like I said, along with the industry, had to elevate the different platforms to be able to get people because that's the biggest fear as you step aside from people actually getting coronavirus right. or the, the impact of that. It's our concern of this industry was what are people not, they're not going to the doctor, they're not doing their mammograms, they're not getting their physicals, they're not doing their all the different kind of annual. So what are we missing? Because that's the biggest part of what Cigna does and what we do really, really well is how do we forecast and how do we try and get in front of future heart disease, future diabetic um, so when we're not getting those patients and we're not seeing them, we're not able to help, help prevent create, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that was some of the bigger reasons as to we needed people. There was obviously fear for the right reasons as to why they weren't going, and we got that. So how do you how do you get people to be comfortable in that virtual space? Mm-hmm. So those are some of the the biggest things that we we really had to stand up. The the industry. This wasn't just a Sigma thing, but the industry they waived copays and stuff like that. So we make sure people oh. would go get their COVID tests and their COVID treatments and. That's excellent. There was things the industry did to try and help support. That's where the industry together came. Just like the vaccine, the vaccine and the end of the different companies came together to create the vaccine with a lot of money backing it to, to help get it elevated quickly. So it just shows when people work together, uh, what can be accomplished. You had mentioned the on-demand therapist. What was the name of that? I missed it. So it's a company called Talkspace. There's other ones out there, but that's just the big kind of, that's a big one because Michael Phelps is the Olympian and he's, he's yeah. really kind of attached to it, but it's it's now a part of our behavioral network. Okay. Um, so when someone looks up in our directory looking for, a, it could be in person, the, the Talkspace is purely virtual though. So that's where healthcare is going. It's trying to meet the customer where they're at in their journey. So some people are very much, they want it this way because they're the younger generation is super comfortable with this kind of platform. Um, so you want to meet the needs. And then there's some that are just, they want to be in front of somebody. And, and obviously right now that was harder to do, but as we get past some of this, so it's, it's all about creating the right, I think I used the term platform, but to, to get people to feel comfortable because behavioral is where it used to have a stigma attached to it. It's very much not that, not that way now, which is a great thing. It was I won't even put up years on it, but it wasn't even that long ago. People were not all that comfortable to say, I, I have, I go see a therapist to talk about whatever. Now it's highly encourage positive things that are coming out of this too. It's like, you, you need to be aware of, of some of those mental concerns because anxiety and depression have gone through the roof since the pandemic. The, I imagine the, uh, the isolation and the, um, just the social, not being able, we're social creatures, not being able yep. to be out with friends and family and check on loved ones. And there has to be some issues that people have with not being able to perform and, and be, be available to, you know, to others. So No, it's, it's, it's so true. Even on a personal level, like it's just, as you think about, and this is all a personal decision. So this is my wife and I's personal decision with our kids, but Fortunately, the district we were in uh, was somewhat flexible in allowing them to be in school. But this is just one example. But just their energy level was so different when they were at school. They did great at home. I'm very fortunate that they did so well at home. But when they went back to school, just a whole nother level of energy and just just their their positivity and just interacting with the kids and the masks were no big deal. It just shows how... (laughs) Right. Our kids are just so able to adapt so easily. They're <laughs> the flexible are ones, aren't they? <laughs> so my, and I just think that ties to to what when they get into the, the the employers and their employees, it's just it's just a different level of being in front of people um, and how you interact and um, and how that kind of helps you in your own mental mental capacity. Mm-hmm. Does Signal have a philosophy of philanthropy? Um, that helps you and just kind of drives you to support the community. Yeah, they're yeah, Cigna. They're they're very very passionate about and where are some of this and how I was fortunate to kind of this the whole student tuition organization kind of fell in 
fell into my, my lap as I learned more about it. But yeah, they're, they're very committed. I mean, a couple of things that Cigna has stood up recently. In 2019, we stood up, it's, it's, it was a five-year, $25 million kind of commitment for healthier kids for our future. And it's grants that different employers can apply for. And, and the thought process is, and it's very aligned to what you said at the very beginning, a lot of it's around food insecurity, that hunger, um, I mean, it's getting them on the right track to their physical and, and mental health to create, as you said, from the very beginning, those future leaders. I mean, so that, that's where the student tuition organization synergy ties very much to where Cigna's, I mean, we, we have a company match program. So there's different things that as employees are passionate about something very different, there's, if it falls in line with a, 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 a approved nonprofit signal will match up to certain values. And and then the thing that we did this year that we were very proud of, it was, it was called the Brave of Heart Fund. We, we partnered with New York Life to create um, people that are in the healthcare business, on the front line, if they lost their lives, it, 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 it provided an opportunity for their families to submit. So it's it was just another way to, to stand up ways to help support this very unfortunate thing that we're all hopefully coming out of here. You're doing many things in the community. Well, we're just, we're really happy that we're aligned. Um, and we're aligned in another way. You talked about your company match. We do something called double the donation. So we work with quite a few companies that match our individual tax contributions. I'm thrilled to hear Cigna's involved with that. So Catholic education, Arizona, half of our revenue or tax contributions come from companies and the other half come from individuals. We, we're both B2B and B2C. So we have any at any time about 31 different marketing programs going on. Um, I'm thrilled to hear you're doing the match. The corporate tax credit is an easy way to invest in education. Why did you choose or why did Sigma choose to contribute to the corporate low-income tax credit? This is one of the, the most proud things that I've kind of been involved with because I, I candidly didn't know anything about it. Although I I donated on the individual just because I was familiar with that from my kids and just being involved on, on that kind of stuff from the public right. and the private. And But I was not familiar with the kind of the true low income. Um, and then on the disability side, I know there's a smaller portion, but as this was presented to me, I will, I'll save you the, the boring details of, of, of how it kind of got in front of me, but I had to do a lot of research on, on what it was. Cigna was involved, but at a very kind of what I would say a small investment for as big a company as we were. So I did a lot of my own researching, figuring out why are we giving the investing the amount of money back into the community that we are? Do we have the capability to offer more? Because it, it is such a great way to give back. For one, it ties directly to a lot of the synergies that Cigna has. It's creating, I mean, a lot of Cigna's community stuff is not necessarily tied to school choice like some of this is, but it's all about how do you create the right the, the right avenues for for kids and families to to be set up i mean so not everyone is fortunate enough to to, to pick where they want to go or, or or set up the circumstances that they're are born into so it's how do you create opportunities for these kids to to be successful uh, across different parts different parts of the valley so as i learned more about it and i connected with the right people inside the organization was able to find some more money to be able to give back um, to different organizations like yourself. So we were very fortunate to get introduced to Catholic Education Arizona last year. So we'll look forward to a long-term partnership from that standpoint, as you guys are very heavily, as I've educated myself on, on what you guys do, a lot of kudos to you guys for how long you've been involved with it from the very beginning. 
um, your reach to the different parts of the Valley. And I'm a big fan of Boys Hope, Girls Hope, as I learned that was a part where some of the dollars could be donated to. That was just a that was something completely different, but I mean, it was when I, when I figured that out, it was just a, a, an additional great way. Cause that's just a really cool um, organization that you guys are tied to, or you, you are, are able to funnel money to. So thank you for doing that research. I mean, we are so grateful for Signa. We are thrilled and our schools are so happy. One of the things that we put in our messaging, but I can't say it enough. Our Catholic schools have a 99.4% graduation rate. That's awesome. That's that's really incredible. 97% of those graduates go on to higher education or military service. 97%. I mean, that's just that's that's off the charts. In addition to this, there's thousands of hours of community service that is being done by these students each year. So it goes back to that. You learn to help your neighbor. You, you learn all the different math and you know, science and, and you know, social studies, et cetera. But you're learning to help be a good neighbor too. So I think that formation of the child going through the Catholic schools, there's that focus of helping other people along the way, but also being a success yourself. Yeah. Going on to... Going on to you know, whether it's higher ed or edu- uh, military, but additional education. So is there any advice that you would like to give to a business who maybe don't know about us? You know, what's the benefit of participating? Yeah, so it's it's obviously very much of a, a personal from a business choice around what, what you're direct your money. Because I mean, I'm sure a lot of businesses, I mean, have different platforms. As people, as I learned about it more and how I got Signa corporate, Signa corporate to want to give more is I actually help them understand it more. It's really a, a dollar for dollar type. So if, if, if businesses have, that's where every business got to make that decision on what sort of cash flow that they have for money in and money out. If you have the capability to give it on the front end, knowing that it's, it's a direct dollar for dollar back from the state. It could be a no-brainer as companies learn to figure out what sort of, but that's where each business has to decide they may need that money now to help support hiring. Yeah, you know I mean, so every business has got it. But if you have the cash flow or if you have that that desire to help give back to the community, it's definitely something. And I would encourage people to do the research because there there's a lot of student tuition organizations out there. So mm-hmm. definitely do do the research on making sure you you participate with the right ones that are doing it. Um, they've been doing it for a while, doing it for a lot of the right reasons. Being where there's there's a lot of information out there that the state provides on on when they allocate the, when the different student tuition organizations allocate their dollars and, and and stuff like that. So it's it can be it can be more complicated than just kind of giving money. I mean, it could be as simple as that as just giving money, but make sure you're you're picking the right the right partner that kind of ties to your. Um, that was at least how we thought about it because we I got approached by. A lot of people, so I, that's where I had to educate myself because I was like, "Holy cow, what what in the world is this?" Yeah, how we kind of tried to filter through who has some similar synergies, and that's where we're glad we we're tied to tied to you guys now and moving forward too. So there are sixty different STOs, um, and there's something called kind of corporate season, and as we march toward that June 30th deadline. But here's what's happening. Uh, we have about in the state of Arizona about 135 million dollars available for all the STOs, you know, to 
Well, I think about STO, half the STOs probably have corporate contributions. There are a lot with individual. So we really, we know it helps the children at the Catholic schools. It comes from multiple sources. So we certainly understand the alignment with our mission as we, we kind of talked about, we serve the underserved children of Arizona, where that comes with our podcast name about creating future leaders right? We really want to help that underserved student and transform culture, transform society, which what does that do? It helps future workforces, creates better communities. So that's really, um, like I said, we jump out of bed every day and we get to work here. We get to do this. So we're we're really really excited, excited about that. Any parting words for our listeners today? No, just just a big thank you for for the opportunity. This is um, it's just I'm very passionate about what Cigna Cigna does. Obviously, we're a very large corporation, and it, it can be as simple as just how we pay claims, but that's very little of what we do. It's 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 more about how can we help control future disease states, and it starts from the kids and why stuff like this is so important. If we get people on the right track from how they eat correctly, or just at least understanding, getting them physically active. And then something as, as deep as this is just creating good educational type platforms for, for people to, to be able to, to get off on the right track. So it's we're very passionate here locally about engaging with, with different corporate partners on, on, on how we can spread that, spread that message. And uh, we, we look forward to working with you guys again this year and into the future years. So a big thank you for what you guys do and thank you for the, the opportunity today. Well, thank you. You've been listening to Brad Anderson at Cigna. Thank you so much for your, your leadership in the community and the difference that you're making. And um, again, we're fortunate in Arizona. We're one of 19 states that have this kind of program, the tax vouchers or tax credits. So to learn more how you can create future leaders, uh, visit our website, Catholic Education Arizona is ceaz.org or catholiceducationarizona.org. And our phone number is 602-218-6542. So thank you. And thanks for tuning in with us today. It's always a great day at CEA. And we'll see you next time. You have been listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. For more information, visit us at www.catholiceducationarizona.org.